0: Hi there, it's Melvin. Just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Thryzer for supporting this month's podcast sessions. Thryzer is a payment platform that you have to check out if you are a private pay therapist and accepting out-of-network benefits. It basically helps clients save on therapy up front. Thryzer can help verify Hello, hello. Welcome to session 280 of Selling the Couch. I hope you are doing awesome. I am actually recording this pretty close to actually when it's going to be released. We took a bit of a staycation this past week. This was the first like proper vacation we've really had in the past year during this pandemic. I decided to do a staycation just because our little one's not quite vaccinated and We uh, just didn't want to risk things by traveling, but we got to explore different parts of the city of Philadelphia, as well as the different suburbs around Philly, and just got to do a lot of neat stuff from eating ice cream to doing lots of hikes to finding this really cool, uh, so it's like this mansion that was donated to the Pennsylvania Horticultural Society and they maintain it, and it looks like, if you've ever watched like The Secret Garden or read The Secret Garden book, there are parts of this, that house, the outside of it, it looks like that. It was pretty amazing, but just really nice just to be able to rejuvenate and feel refreshed as we uh, get through and, uh, you know, continue to go through and get through this pandemic. Hey friends, we are on sabbatical from the STC podcast. This is my first sabbatical in seven years, but we will be back in April with brand new episodes of the STC podcast. In the meantime, there are a lot of things happening still with STC. Uh, Among them is a brand new workshop that we put together for you that you can sign up at a date and time that works for you. If you are a successful private practitioner and interested in launching an online course, you can check out that workshop over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. Again, that's sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. So today is a solo episode. And one of my real hopes with this podcast, especially when I do solo episodes is to share a lot of behind the scenes stuff. I don't have to tell you this, but the entrepreneurial journey is an emotional roller coaster, and we live in this really interesting time where highlights are often shared on social media, and we often see the finished product whether it's a new service or a new video or a new online course or a, a anything like that, but we rarely see the struggle of getting there. And it got me thinking, and that's what today's session is all about. I'm going to be sharing some of the things that I am doing to confront fear as I build a new product. And I haven't shared much of this, I guess, uh, online, but I'm starting to a little bit more. So I'm launching my second online course next year. Uh, The working name is Online Course School. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a course on courses, super meta, I know. And um, except the very, f- the first few versions, at least, and potentially longer, of online course school is not going to actually be a digital version of a course. Instead, it's actually going to be live, somewhere around six weeks long. It's going to involve me teaching us having like weekly assignments so that we can complete our actual courses and then just gather together with other therapists and therapist turned coaches and consultants who are also creating online courses because I I think there's so much power in community and just joining with like-minded people. The main reason I decided to kind of go with a live version of a course is one, this medium of live courses or cohort-based courses is starting to become quite popular. It's still in the very early stages, but one of the things that I realized is it's not the lack of information available online that stops us from creating an online course. It's anxiety, it's fear, it's doubt, or it's just like feeling alone, that you're alone on that online course creation journey. I know this is something that I've struggled with. And I'm a big believer that a rising tide lifts all boats, and I've been very fortunate to uh, have over 275 of our colleagues go through my first course, which I launched in 2015, which is the Healthcasters podcasting course. And uh, I don't often talk about revenue, just because like, it's not really part of my personality. But for this example, it it seemed to make sense. But the Healthcasters course, it passed the 200,000 revenue mark recently. And it's success is a was a large reason why I decided to take a break from doing STC and private practice to just solely focus on STC. And I'm also a big believer that doing something scary in community is an antidote to many of our fears. So this year, I'm spending a lot of time learning. I'm speaking to many of you guys about what you're struggling with in creating your online course, just hearing your stories about what, an, what a successful online course would mean for you. For me, this process brings so much excitement and joy because I genuinely want to create something that could help you launch that online course that you've been thinking of. And when possible, I just love getting to know you guys one-on-one. But truth be told, it brings a fair amount of anxiety and fears. Uh, questions like, who am I to be teaching this stuff? Why would someone buy my course? And what if I miss something? I mean, I've, I've accumulated a lot of knowledge, a lot of personal experience, but you know, what if there's just something that I just forget to mention? And so in today's session, I'm going to share three things that I've been doing to combat the voices of doubt and fear. And my hope is that whether you're launching an online course or a new service for your practice that it will give you some hope and encouragement to keep going. So the the tip number one uh, or the point number one that I wanted to share is I'm sh- working on showing the imperfect side of building versus simply the finished product. This was a concept that I picked up from Austin Kleon's book, Show Your Work. This is a great book. I would say this is probably in my top five business books that, that I feel like have, has really impacted uh, my own entrepreneurial journey. It, it's a great book to read if you have a creative entrepreneurial side, which I think all of us do, but you also struggle with things like doubt and perfectionism. And man, this idea of showing the imperfect side of building something, oh, it does not at all come easily to me. The book has some really good quotes in there, and I wanted to share two of them. And after I share them, I'm just going to reflect on them a little bit. The first quote is, amateurs might lack formal training, but they're all lifelong learners, and they make a point of learning in the open so that others can learn from their failures and successes. The second quote is, the best way to get started on the path to sharing your work is to think about what you want to learn, and make a commitment to learning it in front of others. The book basically makes this argument that we're in this age where everything is rapidly changing from new medications to treatments to technology, and that experts, and I I put that in like air quotes, that experts are becoming amateurs overnight. A practical example of this is COVID-19, right? We thought we knew a lot about how coronaviruses work. But COVID-19 was really unique, and it's taken many experts, and it's really thrown a lot of experts into a loop, and many of them have started to embrace this sort of beginner's mind in terms of, of approach. And what it kind of reminded me of is that those of us who are confident to know that there are things that we know, but also humble enough to realize that there are so many things that we don't know, will have a unique advantage. There's a phrase in those two quotes that really stood out to me. Learning in the open. Uh, Learning in the open. Fortunately, with social media, we can do this pretty well. So one thing that I would encourage you to do if you are listening to this episode and you're in a season where you are creating a new product or a service, post a picture of it, of you working on that thing. And you can tag me on Twitter You can find my account at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Twitter. And I would love to just do my best to respond, just with a word of encouragement for you. To share a personal side of this, I started doing this with the messy journey of creating an online course, in my case, online course school. And I recently had the chance to go through a live cohort with Pat Flynn and the Smart Passive Income team. I consider Pat a mentor. I've learned so much of just business stuff and I think human stuff and how to do things ethically and all of those things from Pat. And I joined this live core because I wanted to continue to learn and continue to account for any gaps in my own knowledge and then make my own course the best that I can make it. This is something that I did with the Healthcasters course, which is, you know, I invested several thousand dollars of my own income. Into getting trained by other folks, getting coaching, doing consult, purchasing courses, so that when I created the Healthcasters course, I was taking my own personal experience of growing the Signing the Couch podcast and then combining it with all of this other accumulated knowledge, with hopefully to make it a, a really well-rounded course. And as I was going through this live cohort with with Pat and the team, one of the things that I really struggled with was whether to share that I was learning from Pat and the team, because some part of me, there was this voice of fear inside of me that thought, well, why would someone buy my course when there are others out there, especially from entrepreneurs with way bigger followings? Or I had this other voice that said, well, if you post the messy side of online course building, then no one's going to really want to want to build or buy that course. Or actually, that's that was the interesting thing. So I actually had this thing, no one will want to buy the course. But then if you show the messy side of online course building, no one will actually want to build a course. Like it would actually distract them or detract them from doing it. Now part of what I learned from the Smart Passive Income Team was this exercise where you organize your course lessons and modules using post-it notes. I've done a version of this before with the Healthcasters course. But what I learned from the SBI team was way more organized than how I was originally doing it. So what I did as a way of just showing my work was to post a picture of myself in front of my closet door with a bunch of unorganized post-it notes that through feedback and iterations are eventually going to become the lessons and modules of the digital versions of Online Course School. So I'm going to have a live version and then eventually a digital version. Just wanted to clarify that. But, and in that post, I spoke about my fears about creating something new. And I also shared about a new piece of software that I had learned about called Miro, M-I-R-O, where you can essentially create a digital post-it wall, post-it note wall. And so you can, you know, swap out your post-it notes, you can color code, all of that kind of stuff. I was petrified to do this because it's so ingrained in me to show the finished product. I think it's ingrained in so many of us that fear of judgment, especially from colleagues. but the comments and how it resonated for so many of uh, so many of you was just it was so encouraging. It's really hard to even capture that on a podcast episode, but i just felt so grateful. What was really interesting was that the fear and the overwhelming anxiety that I was hiding in the dark in just with my fear of posting it, with my fear of sharing it, all of that stuff dissipated when I brought that, when I brought it into the light just by simply posting. So now I've committed to give an update one to two times a month, In the STC community, if you haven't joined, it's over at signthecouch.com forward slash community and in the weekly newsletter, which is also a great resource over at signthecouch.com forward slash newsletter. And I imagine the fear and the anxiety will come every time I'm I'm about to post, but I think there's something pretty powerful about showing the human side of just building something out in the open. So, point number two is realizing that the first version of anything will not be the final version. Realizing that the first version of anything will not be the final version. This thought that I had to have it perfect and I had to have the final version out there was something that stopped me for a long time. I remember struggling with this like crazy for the Healthcasters podcasting course. In fact, when I first, even the months before I launched that course, I remember there was actually periods of insomnia I would have just because I was so stressed about trying to make this like really perfect. And that's what it was in my mind that I had to get this like perfect version of the Healthcasters course out there, you know, that folks were trusting me to to launch successful podcasts. And if I just miss something, you know, like I I would... I would disappoint them. In fact, that thought very nearly stopped me from actually building and putting the course out there. And the truth of this is when I first launched that course, this was back in 2015. So I launched that course, I think in November of 2015, somewhere around there. And I had launched the Selling the Couch podcast only in March of 2015. So it was only like six months. Selling the Couch was, at that point, was making... Like on a good month, it was probably making a few hundred dollars. On a bad month, it was maybe making like twenty, thirty dollars or something like that, just primarily off like affiliate kind of stuff. So, practically, honestly, I just couldn't afford really nice gear. I recorded that course using the sixty dollar mic that I was using for my podcast, and then all that I could afford was the uh, was like a webcam. And so that's basically what I used to record record the course, and uh, so I couldn't really afford nicer gear. And then I knew that I had a lot of knowledge about podcasting, but I just didn't know what parts of that knowledge people would actually find helpful. I once heard a quote from uh, Stu McLaren, who said, "You don't have to get it perfect; just get it go just get it going. You don't have to get it perfect; just get it going." This quote is something that. I found myself holding on to back then, and I find myself clinging on to now as I create Online Course School. You know, with most products and services we put into the world, there's a gap between what we put out there and think that people need and what people actually want. And that gap can't be filled until we put a version one out there. So one thing I'm planning on doing is just being open about that, just saying Hey guys, these are initial, initial beta versions or initial versions, and uh, we're gonna get this better and better with every iteration. And yeah, and just just being open about that, and I think putting that out there, just saying that, I think will add a lot less pressure for me to get it perfect. And when that initial version of online course school comes out, either the live—I mean, I think both the live and the digital version. I'll be asking the the initial members all along the way through like brief surveys how I can make it better. So, part of this is like I think for me at least, it's humbly accepting the fact that the initial version I put out there will not be the final version, and those changes that will happen to get to the final version are not an indictment on my knowledge or expertise. The reality is it's just a messy process of Hopefully creating something that's absolutely going to be beautiful and meaningful. Now, side note, there are several ways I do this via surveys. I mean, get get these sort of uh, feedback from folks. So what I tend to do is I tend to do a combo of surveys as well as actually getting on actual like Zoom calls with folks. And um, just to because con- I think there's stuff that surveys can capture and then there's surveys and then there's stuff that like video recordings or video calls can and can capture. So with the surveys, you can do this for free. This is actually what I did for the Healthcasters course. And I just used Google Forms and or you can have something paid like JotForm or what I use SurveyMonkey. Um, I use SurveyMonkey because, one, I have a sentimental connection to SurveyMonkey because that's what I use for my dissertation. And uh, the other reason I, I use it is practical because they actually have this pretty cool feature where it will take all of the results, all of the survey data, and it will graphically represent trends and answers. So, for example, if there's like a word or a theme that's coming up, the word will be like much bigger on the graphic. Whereas if it's a word that's like people are not sharing as much, it'll be kind of smaller on the graphic. So it gives, I'm a very visual person. It just gives me a visual representation. Second side note, with regard to questions on these surveys, I love to ask three and I I like to keep them very open-ended. The first question I always ask is, what did you like about, and then insert product or service, right? So what did you like about Online Course School? And then the second question I ask is, what would you change about Online Course School? And then the third question is, what do you think is missing with online course school? Um, And again, you would just insert your product or service. And the reason that I do ask those three questions, they have like a little intention to them, right? So I one is what do what do you like? So that's kind of like what's working. And then what do would you change? So it gives me an idea of like what's not working with online course school. And then the final one is, what do you think is missing? right so this is helping to account for things maybe that i just haven't thought of as uh, as a creator and just coming from my own perspective and and how i'm thinking about it so in summary i'm a big believer in taking a beginner's mind to do online to any kind of product or service that you are building the third tip i would encourage you and the final one is create an emotional and a brainstorming safety net so Building something new and putting it out there is really hard. I don't have to tell you that. Even with something like an online course, right? The truth is, you really have to see it in stages, right? There's sort of the planning and the validation stage. And then there's like the creating stage, right? Where you actually create your course and put it out there. Then there's sort of the growth stage, right? And this is a part Best stage is something that not a lot of folks talk about because what do you do in the months and years after your online course is out there? How do you grow this thing, right? And so what I try to do is... So, in short, this process requires a lot of fortitude, courage, and vulnerability. And for many of us, we feel this deep rejection. We feel rejection really deep, and often the fear of rejection stops many of us from actually putting beautiful products and services into the world. So what I've been doing is something that I call support layering. Basically, I have three levels of support. The first layer is family. And this is sort of like the inner circle. Then there's like a circle around it, which is friends. And then the third is professional connections. And for every product or service that I create, I try to keep a circle of like three to seven people when I'm in building mode. So with the first layer family, I mainly use this for like emotional support. So for example, Susan, my partner is one person who's in this layer. Now I can, we can have great conversations about, you know, my fear of, you know, messing up and my fear of being judged for putting online course school out there. But Susan's not an expert when it comes to like evergreen webinars and how to use that as a a funnel for, for, you know, for your online course, for example. Right Now, with the second or third layer, friends and professionals, I use it both for emotional as well as practical support. One thing I try to do with the professional connection level is to especially connect with folks who are doing or have had success with what I'm doing or want to do. So you can do this. I mean, I think I feel very fortunate to have a podcast because sometimes I'll just reach out to guests and uh, have them come on the podcast just to learn from them so that I'm learning from them, and then you guys are learning. And then I also get to form just a more authentic relationship with them, and I can they become friends, and I can reach out to them if something, you know, if I need help with something related to a, an area that they have knowledge or experience or expertise in. An example of this is my friend Kevin Shen, who's a YouTuber, and he's in the video space, and uh, he's doing his own live cohort uh, right now for his studio course. So Kevin has a ton of experience with video and he's honestly one of the nicest people I've ever met. And he has an online course to how to create a professional looking studio, whether it's like for a YouTube studio or you want to do things like telehealth and just take your quality to the next level, the quality of your telehealth sessions to the next level by using things like professional mics and DSLRs and those kind of things. So Kevin and I, we've been gathering together each week to mastermind. We split these calls into, so we'll be basically meet for like a 50 minutes or so. We'll split these calls into two 25 minute chunks and then use each of those chunks. So for example, if I'm, if I'm on the sort of hot seat for the first 25 minutes, I'll usually come up with a question that I'm thinking about related to online course school. And then we just spend that the rest of that time just exploring and sharing each other's experience picking each other's brain accounting for things maybe we're not thinking about all of those things i'm also in a second group mastermind with other online course creators who do something that's very familiar and i mean uh, who are doing something very similar when it comes to you know creating an um, uh, creating an online course as well and these are folks that i rely on for emotional and strategic support. Now related to this, but one of the hardest lessons I've learned with layering support like this is that not every topic should be shared with everyone. So I shared the example with Susan, right? Like just in that example, for example, she may not know, you know, how what how to do a webinar, right? And that's okay because that's not an area of ex- expertise, right? But then there's uh, and then the the other thing I've sort of learned is not everyone's opinions matter equally. So for example, with online course school, I'm much more likely to value someone who's had success with an online course as I sort of think through things, right? And basically when I'm getting feedback, especially in these initial stages, then maybe someone that has never launched an online course and doesn't know sort of the nuances of it. So what type of support you need will look different for everyone and and uh, yeah, I would just I would love to hear how you are thinking through this. So in summary, three main points: show the imperfect side of building. Two, realize that the first version will not be the the final version. and three, create an emotional and brainstorming safety net through layering. So I would love to hear and learn from you when this episode goes live. Yeah, I just wanted to encourage you to join the Sign the Couch community. If you haven't, it's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash community. And there's going to be a thread for when this episode goes live. So it'll have like a graphic of the episode and all of that kind of stuff. And if you could just post in the comments, just take a few minutes and just share with us what things you're doing and you have done when you've launched something new. Do you have like a certain routine? Do you like block out time? Do you have like a certain meal that you eat? Like, I'm just like really curious about it. Because you know, I, I'm, I know a lot, I know a lot of things, but there's actually so many things I don't know. And I love to learn. So and the other thing is, if you are interested in being part of online course school, I just wanted to invite you to download the free A to Z online course guide I put together. That's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course guide. And uh, that basically has a ton of lessons that I've learned over the past six years as we have grown uh, the Healthcasters podcasting course. And after you download it, you'll get an email with a link and then the super brief questionnaire to fill out so that I can just get feedback as we build out online course school. And just thinking ahead with regard to online course school, my plan is to launch to a very small group in this fall, uh, and then just one to two s- small groups next year. And uh, I'll definitely keep you guys in the loop, but downloading the on- online course guide is the best way. Uh, that way it it comes directly into your email inbox, and uh, that way you don't miss it like on social media or something like that. And of course, I would love to have you a part of it if it makes sense. Online course school is a little bit different in that it's specifically geared toward therapists in private practice and therapists turned coaches and consultants. And so I just wanted to gather folks like us who are like-minded, who are excited about launching an online course, but uh, just not quite sure where to get started. Show notes to today's session can be found over at signthecouch.com forward slash session and the number eight. launching an online course, you can check out that workshop over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. Again, that's sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. Zero. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com.